Welcome to the desert of the real. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. Good morning and welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. This is Tom Richardson, March 11th, 2022. To realize that liars do not fear the truth if there are enough liars. That the devil is just one man with a plan, but evil. True evil is a collaboration of men. right where do we stand today march 11 2021 or did i say 2021 2022 get too many things in your hands and you're trying to do them you uh you forget what year it is boy we we, we probably wouldn't mind going back to 2021 again now would we where all we had to worry about was covid Uh, now things are just a little bit more ramped up, as they used to say, on steroids. And uh, we are we're standing on the precipice again. I have said that before. Uh, I I don't usually uh, apologize too much for repeating myself on important subjects anyway because sometimes it takes repetition for us to fully understand exactly what it is we're facing. I'm going to dive right in today. We're going to talk about uh, something that I, I left on the back burner because I don't like to be an alarmist that jumps out and says, I don't have to be the first one to report something. I, I'm, I'm just not that guy. Uh, I don't need all that street cred. You, you folks are going to listen to me uh, be, out of the goodness of your hearts and giving me your time. And I, I can opine back on things that, are, uh, that have happened. Now, we did, I believe, mention not too long ago about biological chemical weapons, although they don't call them that, laboratories opened up across the uh, landscape of Ukraine. And not only there, uh, what we call the Stan states, like Kazakhstan, um, Turkmenistan, and all that. I believe they have un- unearthed one in Kazakhstan. 
uh, if I'm not mistaken. But from the information that I've garnered, and me and my brother Michael over at the uh, Upside Down World, World Turned Upside Down, he sent me this. He sends me stuff all the time. He's he's like my co-pilot. Uh, he should probably be the pilot. Uh, the information just keeps coming. Um, I told, I've been, I've been lacking a little bit in, in keeping up myself because I haven't felt good for a week. Um, we're on the mend. You know, it's amazing what vitamins and some NyQuil do for you, but, uh, we're on the mend and we're feeling better over here. So it's, it's getting, it's getting better. Still a little nasally, but we're we're going to pull through. And I owe that to God and his graciousness to give me another day no matter what. And I have no problem saying that. I know some of our shows of late have not been as Bible-based as I'd like them to be, but then again, we have a world which is opening the Bible's pages right before you. I've, I, I constantly tell you, Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, uh, revelation is opening. I honestly believe that. And, and, and for, for that, I want to give you something to think about while we're sitting here. And behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. A fourth part of the... That's the Bible, folks. That's the Bible. A fourth part he was given power over to take. That's death and hell. Death and hell rides after. Now, we've got some uh, folks I, I, I admire. Uh, Raidernews.com, I think it is. Tom Horn. Uh, Derek, uh, forgive me. Gilbert and his wife and uh, and a few other folks over there have done a wonderful uh, expose and they've got books and, and CDs and DVDs and all kinds of stuff where they talk about the, um, you know, when, when the ancient writers wrote these things, like they say death and hell followed after him. It, these were actual uh, gods that the Greeks believed in, Thanatos and Hades. So, you know, if you want to check into that, I I would say go for it. They they write articles that are free to uh to look at. They they do a they and they do I mean and it's not for everybody because some people say, oh man, it's question in the Bible. But it's not. It's just experience expounding, bringing it to life. You, you've sat in churches, folks, for so long where everything is dead. When these guys read the word of God to you, it doesn't even sound like they mean it or, or believe it. I'm not saying they don't. It's just that they, it feels lifeless. It feels like it, the spirit's just been sucked right out of it. And uh, when I preach, I, I guarantee I don't. I, I, I believe what I'm reading, and I love what I'm reading, and I, and I, I admire it. I'm not saying I'm the, the best one out there. I'm just saying you, you can feel it when you are a part of it, when you, when you just, you know, dive right into it. Um, 
I played this clip for you two days ago. This is going back to the bio labs. This is Greg Reese reporting. I'm going to play this a little bit so you can be reminded. For years now, Russia has made verifiable claims that the U.S. is running secret biological weapons labs around their borders. And while Western media now claims this to be misinformation, back in 2013, they reported on it. While the United States and Murder Incorporated have been waging illegal wars all across the world in the name of democracy, Russia has been quietly selling energy and minding their own business. And according to National Geographic, this was the reason why the Pentagon was building these bioweapons labs in the first place. Because Russia was entirely quiet on the subject, and the U.S. wanted to get ahead of them. There you go. If Russia was being quiet, they were probably doing the same thing somewhere. And, you know, they got a huge landmass. You know, the Russian landmass covers uh, 13 time zones out of the 24 that the world possesses. So it's a big place, right? And their hands aren't clean. They're doing bio weapons stuff. But see, we don't do it at home as much. We ship it off to some place that we bought and paid for like Ukraine. And, you know, you have to feel for them. They, they're they're poor, reasonably poor country, except for their leader, who's a billionaire. Uh, they, you know, did he make that all while he was a, a second-rate actor or comedian or on the Ukrainian Dancing with the Stars? Did he make his billions of dollars there? No, I don't think so. He probably made some of it from the very regime running the United States now, the Obama-Biden-Susan-Rice regime. We honestly know now that Kamala Harris isn't. She's a complete buffoon. She laughs and cackles when the, when the uh, Polish press ask, ask her if we, Americans, are going to take some of the Ukrainian refugees that are flooding the Polish border or the Romanian border and others. She just cackles. It's <laughs> friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> My pretty and your little dog too. She's a witch. I'm telling you, I don't, I, her Clinton, all of them, they're lining up. Remember the war pigs I played for you the other day. There they are. And yet John Bolton, who's the former UN ambassador or whatever it was, Trump had him for like a week and fired him. You know, he, he had good cred behind him, but he's a neocon who loves war. He's right now going around yelling, we need to have boots on the ground in the Ukraine. I said the Ukraine. That's sorry. Do we really? And once you know some of the stuff I'm going to lay out today, if you haven't already heard it, I'm going to tell you something. You're, you're going to be shocked. Here's Greg Reese did that little clip we just played several days back, maybe three or four days ago, and just as of, I believe, yesterday, he did another one. This one will play in full. This guy does good stuff. He's not perfect, but he's good. After the Russians secured Pentagon-run biolabs in Ukraine, the U.S. Embassy was caught deleting proof of this from their website. 
And when the Russians shared documents showing the Ukrainian Minister of Health ordering employees of these biolabs to destroy all deadly pathogens, U.S. Senator Marco Rubio asked the U.S. State Department if there was any truth to this. Undersecretary Victoria Newland not only confirmed the presence of the labs, but confirmed that they contain weaponized biological agents that they now fear the Russians will indiscriminately use to start a world war. The Pentagon calls them bio-research labs and containment labs and claim their clandestine operation is all somehow in self-defense. But they are admittedly creating and storing weaponized biological material. And so these biolabs are in violation of Article 1 of the Prohibition on Biological Weapons. During the past couple years, citizens of the world have been getting an advanced education on bioweapons. And the very same crooks we see foisting the Great Reset medical tyranny are involved in the Ukrainian bioweapons labs. This is all being paid for with tax dollars through the Pentagon's Defense Threat Reduction Agency, the DTRA. U.S. company Black & Veatch has been working closely with the DTRA building bioweapons labs since 2003. Black and Veatch share an office in Kiev with Metabiota, who signed an $18.4 million contract with Black and Veatch in 2014. Metabiota got their start in 2015 with funding from Hunter Biden's Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, who gave Metabiota $30 million to help protect the world from the spread of epidemics. This is the very same Rosemont Seneca that was mysteriously wired $3.5 million from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. And the very same Metabiota partnered with Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance, the group that Dr. Fauci used to funnel money to the Wuhan lab for gain-of-function research in 2014. In 2014, Metabiota, EcoHealth Alliance, and the Wuhan Institute of Virology were together researching infectious diseases deriving from Chinese bats. Metabiota is working with known CIA front InQtel. It is funded by the U.S. Department of Defense, the NIH, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Google, and the National Geographic Society. Metabiota's founder, Nathan Wolf, sits on the board of EcoHealth Alliance and is a member of DARPA's Defense Science Research Council. In 2012, he wrote a book titled The Viral Storm, The Dawn of a New Pandemic Age, wherein he thanked his friends, pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and biotech venture capitalist Boris Nikolic. Boris Nikolic was named Jeffrey Epstein's successor executor upon his death. Wolf has also been seen hanging out with Ghislaine Maxwell on multiple occasions. He is also one of Klaus Schwab's young global leaders, trained on how to enact the Great Reset Agenda being directed by the World Economic Forum. Russia claims the Pentagon has over 30 biolabs in the Ukraine alone. China claims they are operating 336 biolabs in 30 different countries. And now, members of our corrupt U.S. government are saying this is all a Russian conspiracy and that we should soon expect a false flag attack 
from Russia. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or, uh, or attack Rubio. inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100% it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. There you have it. And that last bit there was between Marco Rubio and a woman named Victoria Newland, And she was flat out asked under oath uh, about the bio labs. Now, Marco didn't go any further, and he's been offered a, a, sh- a shot to come on and talk to Tucker Carlson, which so far as I know, he's turned down or is, uh, maybe that's the wrong word to use. He's declined to come to them yet. So there you are. We have a long track record here. Now, he talked about at the beginning uh, about documentation that got scrubbed from the Internet off of the official websites of the United States government. I have in my hand right now, thanks to Mike, uh, who sent it to me in a, in a private uh, message, all that web, all that uh, information, 14 pages maybe of it. There's right off the top, let me read something uh, to kind of lay, lay a groundwork for you. This is called the EIDSS, Electronic Integrated Database, or I'm sorry, Disease Surveillance System. The Electronic Integrated Disease Surveillance System is a software system which designs to, which I've got to be learn to read, don't I? Which is designed to strengthen monitoring and prevention of human and animal diseases within the One Health concept, and facilitate compliance of international health regulations (IHR) 2005 key systems. Key system modules include human cases module, vector surveillance module, laboratory module, blah, 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 outbreak module. Uh, So basically we have an an institution put together called the, the Electronic Integrated Disease Surveillance System. In 2011, EIDSS was introduced in Ukraine. Pregnant pause. 2011 EIDSS was introduced in Ukraine with installations in the following sites. Now, I want you to, before I read these sites, I want you to realize all they talk about are two bio labs, one in Odessa and the other one, I think, in Lviv. I might be wrong on that, or Kharkiv, one of those eaves. But that's all they talk about. They say, oh, well, there might be two that, that are there. Uh, I'm going to read this. 2011, they, the uh, IDSS was introduced in Ukraine with installations at the following sites. Central Sanitary Epidemiology Statement uh, Station in Kiev, where are the Russians surrounding right now. Ukrainian Research Anti-Plague Institute in Odessa. That's the one they actually talk about. Vinit. Uh, Vinitsa Oblast Sanitary Epidemiological Station, 
Vin, Vinitat, you know, I'm having trouble with some. <laughs> Vinatza City Sanitary Epidemiological Station. So we got an Oblast Sanitary, and then you have the city one. Okay, this is what Kelly Nivska Rayon Sanitary Epidemiological Station in Vinitza Oblast. Zitamore. Zitamar Oblast Sanitary Epidemiological Station and the Kamelanitsa Oblast Sanitary Epidemiological Station as regional sites. To date, the IDSS has undergone several uh, iterations, alpha version, beta version, version 1, 2, 3, 4, Currently, EIDSS version 5 is ready to be implemented, and version 6 is set after, under development. EIDSS has localized, introducing an Ukrainian language interface and relevant geological, geographical data. It's a turnkey solution, they say. You can find this stuff. I'll try to remember to link it. Kharkiv Diagnostic Laboratory Fact Sheet. State Regional Laboratory of Veterinary Medicine, Lviv Fact Sheet. Zakarpatska Diagnostic Laboratory, Zakarpatska. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you 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 try this, okay? Try this at home, folks. I I dare you. Venezia Diagnostic Laboratory. D- Good lord, these guys have so many. Dnipropetrovsk State Regional Diagnostic Veterinary Laboratory. Maybe that's where they put the beagles and covered them with fleas to see how long it took them to die. No, it wasn't there. It was somewhere else. Ternopil Diagnostic Laboratory. I'm not reading you everything here, okay? Just the names of, you know, you'll, you may hear down the road. Institute of Veterinary Lab, uh, Medicine National Academy of Agrarian Scientists fact sheet. Uh, where, where is it? Address, Kiev. I won't read the whole address. See, you even have the addresses of these places. Okay. Now, the thing you'll find when you look through this is uh, donor, the Department of Defense of the United States of America. And people will say, well, how do we know those, these things are factual and true? They were garnered from a removed from a uh, United States official website, government website. But when you remove things, you know, if if you don't do the Hillary Clinton bleach bit, uh, when you remove things from the internet, there's a trace still there. Uh, And in this case, it's called archive, the archive.org, I think it is. If you know how to use it, you can find just about anything. Uh, uh, my friend John Holler, who runs uh, the Prophecy um, Update 
from his church in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, he's used this thing extensively over the years, you know, where they say, well, this isn't on the internet anymore. And it, it, whoop, there it is. And he's used it for some other stuff to prove what, uh, Rick Warren was up to over the years, but now the government who th- probably thinks you're not smart enough to go through the archiving, uh, issue and it it's it's a little tricky but once you learn how to manipulate and work through it you'll find just about anything but you have to have an idea of the website it was removed from and bang stuff pops up well what does this all mean this all sounds rather innocuous and and does it now listen to me we've gone through two years plus of covid some places still suffering from the lockdown. You, I've, I've, honestly, all places to a certain degree are still suffering from the lockdowns, whether they're locked down or not, whether they're locked down or not. They're still suffering because, first of all, it caused many people to self-medicate, OD, and die. It caused many people just to take their own lives. They couldn't handle the solitude. It drove many people into states of uh, mental unwellness. And that can cost you years of trying to reestablish your mental health. Now, especially those who were isolated alone. And those who listened to the doofuses that told them, don't go around your grandkids, don't go around your this and that. You know, stay, oh, stay away, children. You'll kill me and I'll, you know. How, what kind of effect did that have on the grandkids there, Grandma? Grandpa? If you fell for it, admit it. And many did. Many, 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 many. I'm not condemning you. Fear is a driver. You know, we've talked a lot about the Great Reset before even Glenn Beck talked about it or anybody else. We, 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 we did shows on it. Yeah, you can. my shows are archived as well and go back and check it out. Me and Mike have talked about it together, and a lot of people poo-pooed the whole thing. But now they're on board, and they see the great reset happening. How does it happen? Fear. Fear is the first driving force. We've got a new fear that the evil Vladimir Putin is going to shoot a nuke at us. And let me tell you something. People look at this and they say, well, he's clear over in Russia. Does he really? Yes, he has. Excuse me. He has, I'm sure, nuclear rocket missiles whatever, that can reach us from Russia. If not, he has a multitude of Soviet submarines, some of them, remember the old movie Red October? If you haven't seen it, go find it and watch it. It's not a bad movie. It's got a very young, uh, who was it, Richard Gere or, or uh, uh, that other guy uh, that shot the girl on, on, the, on the sound stage here not long back. Alec Baldwin, it's one of the one or the other of them, but the main character is the Russian uh, uh, U-boat or submarine driver, uh, 
It's Sean Connery. You know, Sean Connery's class act. I don't care what anybody says about him. You know, oh, he's a, you know, uh, uh, globalist or he's, I think he's passed away now, so we won't talk evil of him. I liked Sean. He was great in the Bond movies. But the Red October, it shows them with a, a submarine when they flipped a switch. Nobody knew where, you know, they couldn't pick it up on sonar. Do you think they don't have it? Who wrote the book? Tom Clancy, another great exposer of many things government. The secrets that he let out, that they allowed it. That's an old, old one, but it's a good one. If you don't think they can't sneak a sub up close enough to pop us with their nuclear tipped missiles on the subs you're 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 very very uninformed i i i have told before i tried to do a, a message like this one night at church and didn't go over so well with some they told me you don't have to worry we don't have to worry about the russians <laughs> they're changing their tune less than a year later The same people that told me not to worry about it are now concerned about it. But they're more concerned about the poor people in Ukraine that are shoveling bodies into ditches. And I'm sure that's happening. Uh, There's pictures of there's video. Uh, The Russians are saying they've been finding mass graves as they've gone through the cities in towns that seem like they have been there for quite some time. Uh, Nazi-era type stuff. Okay, let's go ahead. I have a clip here that is extremely long. I don't know how much we're going to listen to, but we're going to listen to a good bit from uh, Tucker Carlson last night. And he talked, you know, see, he's the first news guy to bring out these biological weapons labs in Ukraine. And uh, he's he he's the first one I saw where Rubio, Mar- Senator Marchio Rubio, was asking Victoria Newland about the bio labs in open Senate hearings under oath, and she admitted that they are there. But of course, we turn everything around and say that's classic, you know, Russian disinformation and classic Russian tactics to. Uh, blow some of this stuff up or throw it out there or take it and use it or whatever. Hey, you know what? Do we get what comes to us sooner or later, unfortunately? And, you know, there's a lot of us here in the United States. We're as innocent as the folks that live in Russia or folks that live in Ukraine. But we're unfortunately uninformed until sometimes it's too late about what our governments are doing. We're told by the media state or the state-run media, oh, everything's, no, well, no, 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 none of that's going on. Don't worry about that. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to him. Watch me over here. Watch the pretty face on the, well, if you can find one, on CNN or MSNBC or even Fox. Fox does have the women, but, uh, you know, watch the look at us or the guys, you know, the, the handsome man, perfect hair, smiling white teeth. Keep an eye on us. Don't don't worry. We're gonna bring you the truth. Don't you ever worry. 
but Tucker Carlson seems to be the only one doing it. He's the only one exposing this stuff, and I'm sure he's going to, you know, he's already been called a Russian disinformationist. Well, let me join forces with him. Here at Removing Confusion, I wish you to not be confused. The United States government will either silence us by removing us from our uh, platform after they catch on to what we've said here, or label us right along with the rest as Russian hoaxers, Putin puppets. What a bunch of bunk. Anyway, let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of this and uh, breeze through some of it. Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Last night we told you that the Biden administration is funding a number of secretive biolabs in Ukraine, labs that are conducting experiments on highly dangerous pathogens. Now that's not a story as we told you that we wanted to do. In fact, we didn't think it could be true. It's so over the top and bizarre. And in any case, the administration had repeatedly and very aggressively denied that they were doing anything like this. And then they attacked anyone who asked questions about it as a tool of Russia. We foolishly assumed that in this one instance, they might be telling the truth. And then out of nowhere, the Biden official in charge of Ukraine confirmed the story. Toria Newland, the undersecretary of state, casually mentioned in a Senate hearing on Tuesday that actually, yes, the Biden administration does fund a series of bio labs in Ukraine. And whatever is in these labs is so dangerous that she is deeply concerned these materials will fall into the hands of the Russian military. Now, that struck us as a shocking development. Once again, not for the first time, what had seemed like a nutty conspiracy theory turned out to be true. Toria Newland's testimony raised at least two immediate questions. What exactly are these labs doing with our money and in our name? And why didn't the Biden administration secure the contents of these labs before the Russians invaded? So far, we haven't received any answer at all to the second question. We think we're the only ones who've even asked it. Whoever decided to leave deadly biological material sitting in Ukraine as Russian troops massed on the border has not yet been identified. We hope that person will be identified. We'll keep asking. As for the first question, what exactly is going on in these labs? We've gotten several answers, all of them insulting. Initially, the administration claimed that the labs were designed to help the Ukrainians fight tuberculosis, as well as various livestock diseases. That's what officials told members of Congress. It didn't seem plausible, and in fact, it's not plausible. And then after our show last night, the Pentagon released what it non-ironically called a fact sheet designed to make the biolab story seem small and ridiculous. Virtually every news organization in America, with almost no exceptions, repeated the administration's claim verbatim with no verification of any kind. Foreign Policy magazine ran this version of it, which was identical to many other versions you saw if you followed the news today. Quote, fact check. DOD has worked with Ukraine to eliminate, in all caps, bioweapons left behind by the Soviet Union since 2005, said a senior U.S. defense intelligence official. But these are not, again, in all caps, weapons labs, as Russians falsely claim, the official said. The Washington Post assured us of the same thing. So did countless other so-called news organizations. Okay, so no big deal. This is not actually a story. The Pentagon's been doing it since 2005 working with the Ukrainians to, quote, eliminate biological weapons left behind by the Soviets. That makes sense. But wait. Two thousand five was 17 years ago. How long does it take to eliminate Soviet bioweapons? 
17 years seems like a long time. If you had 17 years and ample funding from Congress, you could probably remove and catalog every grain of sand on Waikiki Beach. And yet somehow over that same period, 17 years, the Pentagon has not finished removing test tubes from Soviet-era freezers. How does that work? Heavy are these bioweapons. Do we lack the transportation capacity to get them out of Ukraine and bury them in the desert in Nevada? When was the Pentagon planning to finish this important job? In 20 years? In 50 years? Those all seem like very obvious questions, but not a single reporter asked any of those questions. Meanwhile, over at CNN, perhaps aware that the first explanation didn't make sense once you thought about it, offered a new alibi. According to CNN's website, the labs in Ukraine exist to, quote, secure old Soviet weapons. Okay, secure, not eliminate, which raises the question, what does it mean to secure a bioweapon? And again, why has it taken 17 years to do it? And by the way, if these are really just old Soviet weapons, why is Toria Newland so worried they'll wind up in the hands of old Soviets who presumably already have these very same weapons? Probably don't need more. It's absurd when you think about it. So don't think about it. And that was the point of today's coverage of the Biden administration's secret Ukrainian biolabs. Stop thinking about it. Start accepting what they tell you at face value. Otherwise... You are an agent of Russia. Here's there you go. Now, he's going to play you a clip here of CNN, I think it is, trying to discount any of this. Uh, these aren't biological, chemical, agent, weapons laboratories. These are just innocuous little places. The foreboding music, biohazard warnings. This Russian state media footage from 2015 claims to show America running facilities in Ukraine and Georgia that caused deadly outbreaks of disease and killed local livestock. This story is false, but that has not stopped it continuing to circulate, evolving from biological hazards to biological weapons and becoming a key part of Russia's disinformation campaign justifying the invasion of Ukraine. The claims were debunked several years ago when, in 2020, the United States issued a statement to, quote, set the record straight, explaining the facilities are, in fact, for vaccine development and to report outbreaks caused by dangerous pathogens before they pose security or stability threats. These claims were debunked several years ago. These facilities works on vaccines and reporting outbreaks. That shouldn't really fill us with a whole lot of... Uh... Uh, enthusiasm or uh, oh wow I'm glad all they're working on is vaccines there's proof that before coronavirus 19 got loose Pfizer Moderna and these other hack vaccine companies or medicine companies were already working on a vaccine for an unknown yet disease. Virus, if you will. But what, a, what, what of this vaccine? We've talked about it extensively here with several guests, uh, credible guests. 
that have told us these vaccines they've come up with are deadly. Now we've read and heard and it's been reported and, uh, and, and again, it vindicates some of the guests that I spoke of that the vaccines cause what they call VAIDS, V-A-I-D-S, which is vaccine-AIDS. AIDS from the 80s, which caused auto, uh, uh, immune deficiency syndrome. So it attacks not the virus itself. It attacks the human immune system, thus causing it to shut down, which causes sooner, sooner or later death. You don't have an immune system goes out. It's as we get older, our immune system, as well as everything else, breaks down. But when you add a little something else in there, everything that comes your way, you're going to catch. And it could kill you. Much like when you know of anybody, most of us know someone who's had chemotherapy to a certain degree. And they, they, they really should wear a mask when they go in public. Because there's a lot of viruses out there common cold, the flu, whatever, that a because the chemotherapy has lowered their immune system, it could kill them. These vaccines have done the same thing. And yet people don't listen to what they consider fringe talkers. They listen to Fauci. They listen to Biden. They listen to Trump. The vaccines are safe. They're good. You can use them. They're, they won't hurt you. They'll, they'll, they'll keep you from going to the hospital if you get sick, if you live long enough. But is that what they were working on? Yeah, I mean, they might have been. Because they might need a new vaccine to fight the new thing that they're building up in these labs. We don't know. There's a lot of questions get asked in the, in the remainder of, uh, I guess it's about more than nine minutes of this that I can play for you. And I'm, I'm going to play a good bit of it as we kind of intersperse with a little of Tom's talking points. This was a nice 14-minute long segment that Tucker Carlson did. That's a quarter of his programming time. He's on for an hour. Now, you take out the commercials, it's probably half of his reporting time last night. Let's go a little further. And they play Russian propaganda. The point is, anyone who asks questions about this is repeating Russian propaganda. Got it? And the truth is, we're not interested in what Russian propagandists say about these Ukrainian biolabs. We're not interested in what the propagandists at CNN say about these biolabs. We're Americans. So we would like, in fact, we think we have a right to demand the Biden administration to answer simple questions, straightforward questions. These are obviously questions important enough to make Tory Newland very nervous. But why? We don't know. They won't answer. So instead, we did some digging of ourselves to see what we could find. And here's what we came up with. The day after Russia invaded Ukraine, Robert Pope, the man who heads the Cooperative Threat Reduction Program at DOD, sat for an interview with the website Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. Pope is the man in charge of securing or eliminating Soviet-era bioweapons, so he knows a lot about the subject, maybe more than anyone else. 
But it turns out that not all of these Soviet weapons are being destroyed or even secured. And Pope acknowledged that in the interview, which apparently CNN didn't see. According to his interview, Pope said the labs, quote, may hold pathogen strains left over from the Soviet bioweapons program preserved in freezers for research purposes. Pope said that, quote, scientists being scientists, it wouldn't surprise me if some of these strain collections in some of these laboratories still have pathogen strains that go all the way back to the origins of that program, end quote. In other words, because as Pope put it, scientists are scientists, they don't want to destroy all the bioweapons. Instead, they're using them to conduct new bioweapons research. That's what he said. And not just on strains left over from the Soviet Union. The second lie. In fact, the U.S. Embassy in Kiev has acknowledged joint American and Ukrainian research on other pathogens, such as hemorrhagic fever virus. Apparently, there's a lot of this going on in Ukraine, funded by the United States. Did you know that? Why Ukraine? We don't know. We can only guess. We do know that in 2010, the U.S. government helped fund construction of a brand new Level 3 biolab in Odessa, Ukraine. The purpose of that lab was not to eliminate or secure aging Soviet weapons. No, that lab was designed for research on new and, quote, especially dangerous pathogens in Ukraine, the poorest country in Europe. Again, not a hotbed of biomedical research. Why Ukraine? We don't know. Someone should find out. We do know that the Pentagon talking points you saw reported today and last night were an utter lie. Did the reporters who repeated those talking points verbatim know they were a lie? Maybe they did. On the other hand, how would they know? They didn't bother to do any reporting whatsoever. They got a text from some Biden administration flack and they just read it on the air like it was true. You shouldn't be surprised because that's what they do. And it's possible they're afraid not to do that. They know if they stray from the script the White House has written for them, they'll be denounced from the briefing room as tools of Putin. Here's Biden's publicist doing that very same thing today. The main issue that prompted my Twitter thread yesterday was that uh, Russia has a history also of inventing outright lies like this, which is the suggestion that the United States has a chemical and biological weapons program, or Ukraine does, that they're operating. Russia is the one, is the country that has a chemical and biological weapons program. So... uh, The objective uh, was to uh, make clear uh, the inaccuracy of the information, the misinformation they're trying to put out, uh, and make clear to the world that they not only have the capacity, they have a history of using chemical and biological weapons, and that uh, in this moment we should have our eyes open. Yeah, but no one denies that. That's the thing. No one denies that Russia is a chem-bio program. That's bad. No one denies that Russia lies, of course, and has for a long time. That Russian propaganda is absolutely real, of course. That's not for debate. That's all true. The question is, why is the United States funding these bio labs that are not doing anything close to what the Pentagon claims they are doing? Why is the White House press secretary from the podium contradicting what the director of the Pentagon's bioweapons control program has already admitted is true? Why is she doing that? And how should we feel about all of this? Insulting? Insulted, yes. I want to remind you of something I said the other day, very, you know, Tom-like. How many lies do you have to tell before you're considered a liar? In this incident right here, I think he's 
given us at least three that they've told. And there's many, many, many more. Uh, you have that scrawny-faced guy that looks like a scarecrow. I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but he's a big shot for the Secretary of State or the Department of Defense. He's the Department of Defense. And uh, the Secretary for DOD. He said, not one drop of ink should be spilt or used in the reporting of these biological chemical laboratories in Ukraine. I, I, I'll have to find that clip and throw it out there someday again. But, you know, there you are. They, they, they deny, 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 but yet the, the, the facts are right here at our feet or our fingers where we can look them up and say, hey, look, there they are. What, how, do you, how do you discount all this? Well, you can't believe everything you see on the Internet. But you can't discount it all either. Because remember, Mr. Talking Points, government flack, or Mrs., as in the case of Jen Psaki, what you are doing is also on the internet. You're tweeting and you're doing your little tweet videos or whatever to discount all these things and make the American people feel like, okay, everything's safe again. This isn't true. It's just Russian disinformation. I want to say something now. I was going to wait for later on this, but I will say it now before my uh, Swiss cheese of a brain forgets it. When you hear these people say it's Russian disinformation or it's a Russian hoax, remember who's saying it and what they've said it about for the last five or six years or more. The Hunter Biden laptop, that's Russian disinformation. Well, why would Russia even want Trump to win? Because that Russian disinformation laptop, if it would have got out before the election, if it had been reported on by the New York Times, Washington Compost, uh, L.A. Tribune or what a Chicago Tribune, L.A. Times, if they would have actually reported the truth on that laptop, if, if CNN and MSNBC would have picked it up and reported on it, there's, there's people out there that say there's probably about 20 or 30 percent who said they wouldn't have voted for Biden. That would have swung, even with stealing the election, back to Trump. Trump ain't perfect. But right now, we, we, we all could use a little Trump. A little less braggadocio, though, Donald, and a little bit more getting your hands right on the plow, which he did. He did a lot of work. He, did, he, he stayed diligent, and, and he stayed on it. But there's a lot of things that got lost while we tried to build up his cabinet, which he really never was allowed to do. They, they stole that from him as well, the ability to put together a complete cabinet over four years because he was busy fighting impeachments. He was busy fighting everything else. He, the, 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 uh, the witch of the, uh, 
of the uh, con- Congressional House, uh, man, I'm really going, uh, Nancy Pelosi, who would bang her gavel and, and yell and rip his speeches up. I kept telling my wife, uh, you know, I wonder if she's going to rip up Biden's speech, which, you know, it, it was horrendous, the State of the Union. And she should have been held in contempt of Congress, at least for ripping up that speech, which wasn't hers to do. That belonged to you and I. It should have gone into the congressional record. They don't go in there and hand those full speeches to these people just so that they can uh, look at it while he's, while he's talking and follow along. They are part of the congressional record. They're part of the Senate record. They go into the archives. She literally, it was no different when Nancy Pelosi ripped up Donald's, Donald Trump's speech. It was no different than if she went into the National Archives, grabbed the first and only copy of the, of the United States Constitution or the Declaration of Independence and ripped them up. No different. Those documents are supposed to go in there and stay for the rest of history to play out. But no, that one won't. She ripped it up. I'm sure there's a a copy that got there, folks. But you get the idea. She broke the law, but that's okay. You're a Democrat. You you destroy and you're lawless. You don't care. You can do whatever you want. But, boy, let me tell you something. If you make a phone call to who is now the world hero, a guy by the name of Vladimir Zelensky, you are a Russian puppet. See how they twist things. Now now Zelensky is the, he's a, a world hero. He's a. He's a, uh, uh, I'd be watching my back if I was him. I wouldn't drink too much unless somebody else drank before me or eat because they're going to knock him off somehow. I could be wrong. I pray I'm wrong. I don't want to see anybody get hurt or killed. But they've built him up to a point where he's, you know, if, if the Russians supposedly would take him out, we'd go in. Well, they've knocked off a sovereign state head the head of a sovereign state. We can't have that, even though we do it, and, or we attempt to do it. We've done it, actually, over the many last few 10 or so years. But here we are. Again, biolabs in Ukraine. There's going to be a lot of questions asked about this as we go. Another three or four minutes. But also very concerned. There is absolutely a story here, a story that matters. Clearly, that's why they're lying about it. Glenn Greenwald is an independent journalist. His work is on Substack. He is an expert on detecting deception and explaining what it means. We're grateful to have him join us now. Glenn, thanks for coming on. So so I guess the first and most obvious question is, this is kind of a blockbuster story. I have no idea what it means or where it goes, but it's clearly a case where the U.S. government has been lying, has mounted a disinformation campaign, if you will, designed to cover up what it's doing. And nobody in the press corps seems interested in finding out what's at the bottom of this. Why is that? 
Right. So first of all, like you, I've heard the Russian and Chinese accusations for weeks that the United States is partnering with Ukraine to have biolabs right on the other side of the Russian border and never talked about it because there was never any evidence for it. I don't take the word of the Russians or the Chinese for it. What made me get interested in the story was when Victoria Nuland went before the Senate and Marco Rubio asked her, are there biological and chemical weapons programs in Ukraine expecting her, even said, I only have a minute, her to say no, of course not, so he could then claim it was debunked, but she didn't say no. In fact, she acknowledged exactly what you just went through, that not only are there labs, but they're so dangerous, whatever's in them, that they're deeply concerned it would fall into Russian hands. The other point is, any journalist who comes on the air and says that they can claim, that they can state that these concerns are false or a byproduct of disinformation, like journalists have been doing for weeks under the guise of fact-checking is not telling the truth. All they know is that the Pentagon denies it, the CIA tells them it's not true, and then they equate that, they conflate that with proven fact, which is the number one problem in journalism that we're seeing very pervasively in this war. It's so shameful that anybody employed as a reporter would do something like that without doing any actual reporting whatsoever, even bothering to learn about the subject, and then to scold asking legitimate questions. So here's the problem that I have with it. Government does things that are secret. We don't always know what they are. Maybe in some cases that's legitimate. But to attack anyone who, American citizens who ask honest questions as tools of Russia seems to me so far out of bounds. I'm worried this is being established as a precedent. Well, as we know, this has been going on for five or six years, that anybody who questions the predominant mainstream narrative from the media, from the Democratic Party, are tools of Vladimir Putin, are Kremlin agents, are sympathizers for Moscow. This has been their tactic forever, and obviously it's escalated now. But the one point I want to make, Tucker, is when the government comes out and emphatically denies that they have biological weapons, we know they're not telling the truth. Remember the anthrax attacks right after 9-11? They were incredibly terrifying because of how weaponized they were. First, the government said it was from al-Qaeda. Then they said it was from Saddam Hussein. In 2008, they said, we solved the case. Actually, it came from a U.S. Army lab, from an infectious disease specialist under the auspices of Tony Fauci, a scientist who cultivated these weaponized uh, strains of anthrax and deployed them on U.S. soil. We know they did the same thing with the coronavirus, where they manipulated the coronavirus to become more lethal and more contagious. They're, they claim that those aren't biological weapons because inside their brain, their intention is not to use them, but just to study them. But the things they're making are exactly the same as what you would make if you were to make biological weapons. And you have to be so careful to understand what they mean when they deny that they have these. Well, last question. Maybe you don't know the answer, but why Ukraine? You know, of all the countries you would conduct this kind of research in, you would pick one with like a solid medical infrastructure. You'd pick Germany or Israel or someplace with, you know, first class scientific research going on. You would not pick Ukraine. Why, Why Ukraine? Unless you viewed Russia as your primary threat, as la- unless you wanted to be provocative toward the Russians, unless you wanted to be in Ukraine developing all sorts of weapons, as we clearly have been. We've been flooding that country with lethal arms for five or six years. So clearly there's an intention for the United States to be heavily. The Russians say their motive is to be threatening and provocative. The United States denies that. But they have their tentacles in Ukraine and have for many years all the time, which is a critical part of the narrative that has been lacking. That's right. It's fair to ask, what have they been doing in Ukraine? Why are all their kids working for Ukrainian companies? What is going on here? Um, Glenn Greenwald, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Tucker. There you have it. Again, long clip, 14 minutes. It's probably a record here. 
but I tried to intersperse it with my own opinion here and there. To uh, so you, I know that when you listen to something that long, it is very difficult to keep track of all the things that are going on. The one thing wonderful about it is he kept it on one topic, and that is why are we having all this weapons? They, they, they see they don't like to cut, you use that terminology. Why? Why is this bio labs all over Ukraine? And that's a good question. My own opinion is it's easier. It was easier to put them there than anywhere else. We could sneak them in, build them up. Now billions of dollars went into these things. Billions of your taxpayer dollars. You know. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the. I don't have the. Uh, I, I didn't see the one on on uh, the one in o- Odessa. I, I thought I had it. I know it did somewhere. I do have it where it, it mentions it under this EIDSS um, fact sheet. Now again, Russian disinformation fact checkers are going to go insane on this. They're spinning so fast that their wheels are going to dig all the way to China, as we used to say. Now, why would they lie about this, do you say? Why, why would the government wouldn't lie about it? The government has lied to you for over two years about the uh, origins of COVID, the coronavirus number 19, SARS-CoV-2. They silenced those who would talk openly about it. Dr. Robert Malone, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. S- Dr. Lee Merritt, um, Mercola, McCarty, McCarty, McCary, Dr. Marty McCary. On and on it goes. These people became pariahs in their circles with other doctors that sell this crap as being the truth. So don't tell me they won't lie. Don't tell me. And then, again, lied about the, the channels that went through to get that lab built and put together in China with your taxpayers' money and mine. I pay taxes as well. Black ops, dark bag, black bag money that they funneled around. I remember asking a couple of times, uh, I asked Sherry Tenpenny and I asked Lee Merritt both, how is it that Fauci, who we haven't seen for a while, stays so, he's still here. Why? And she, they both said, you know, basically, he knows where the skeletons are. He knows where the bodies are buried. He's got a deep Rolodex of people that can back him up, cover him up, or fly him to another non-extradition country with all of his money that he makes 400000 plus a year. But it's good to know that the little troll has disappeared for a while. They blamed it as an accident at first. Then they, Well, first of all, they said it came out of a bat cave. Then they said it was the wet market. Then they said it was an accident at the lab. Then it was the Chinese did it all. Then it was, oh, this, the, the stuff and, uh, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. And now they're telling us the stuff in these Ukrainian and, uh, and Stannis State labs aren't nothing. But the experts that I listen to that I believe at this point in time say this very well could be 
worse than a nuclear thing. You know, a nuke is quick. Boy, if it lands in my backyard, I'm, I'm disintegrated. But weaponized plague, uh, Steve Quayle is talking about over and over again, uh, hemorrhagic Ebola. Can you imagine that? Uh, not hemorrhagic Ebola. Uh, Ebola pox. There it is. So it's hemorrhagic smallpox. I got mixed up. And he's got some pretty good, you know, so he says, uh, references to that. You know, like say, for four years, everything Trump did, Russian disinformation, Russian hoax, Russian puppet, Putin's puppet. He likes Putin. What did Trump actually say? He said, what's the harm in us getting along with Russia? At least, you know, it's the old keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Well, when you're in Washington, D.C., you don't know who your friend is or your enemy. It's hard to keep any. I guess you got to keep everybody close and figure most of them are not your friend. And I think the Donald figured that out pretty quickly. Biden, uh, not so much. Everybody likes him, right? That's what they say. L- listen to the news. I mean, he's, he, you know, Nancy Pelosi runs around and says, we're so blessed that he's our president at a time like this. It's a complete buffoon. Uh, Hunter's laptop. We talked about that. Phone calls to Zelensky. Now, now Zelensky's a hero. Back then he was a Russian puppet. Uh, looking deeper has been, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you gotta look, I'm sorry, you, you gotta look deeper into these people, you know, Zelensky and those that came before him, they've been killing their own people for almost a decade in the Donbass area, Lahansk and the other, I can't remember those names, but, uh, you know, these are things we, we don't know about most of us. It was hidden from us by the press, or the press just didn't pick it up because COVID was out there. So, you know, there you have it. I'm going to tell you something. As we close today, as we end, I went a little, again, we're going long. But uh, as we pull the plug today, you know, with all this laid before you, with, with all the lies that have been told now and the hardcore evidence that's coming out, that we were running weapons laboratories or biological research laboratories, all formed, all put up. Now, here's the thing. If they're not weapons, why is it every one of them is the donor, the DOD, Department of Defense, United States? Every one of them. Do you think that the Department of Defense is so on top of all this that they're just looking for more vaccines? No. That's left up to people like Fauci's NIH and the CDC, not the DOD. Department of Defense is looking for weapons that they can use in the future. I don't care what you say. You can debunk it if you want. But you that are listening to me right now, I know can critically think because you keep listening to me. And that's all I'm trying to do is unravel all this and make it so it's less confusing. And it's still confusing. You know, the question is, why 
do we have these weapons laboratories? Why are the political elite having their kids working in Ukraine? Hunter Biden. Millions and millions and billions of dollars made. Funneled all over the place. And then off to China. Putin's the bad guy. He's the... He's the uh, He's the devil in the details, as they say. But what he is is really, he's more of a threat of exposing the truth that these people have tried to lie to us about forever. Now, I'm not saying him and I are going to sit down and have an interview anytime soon. I don't speak enough Russian, and I'm not high enough or important enough, but I would. And again, caveat that with there is going to be a little bit of the Russian swing put to things. But now we have flat out in our face proof that our people built the labs. And labs like these are dangerous and disturbing. Victoria Newland, who sat there in that Senate hearing, said she's concerned about them. But then swung it, you know, it's going to be the Russians that do it. Because Rubio fed her the softball instead of a hardball. I, I could not be a senator sitting with us. Yeah, I'd be like, look, so you're telling me that we've been building these things over there, and, and now we have to worry about the Russians getting a hold of what we made. Knowing that a biological pathogen that gets loose could be detrimental to life on Earth. The green horse or the uh, dark horse, whatever it was, that uh, gets loose and brings death and hell with it. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? Oh, well, somebody else is going to do it. That's not a good enough excuse for me. Because nothing's above board. Let me tell you something as we go out here. I want you to think about something. If they've lied about this, which they have, the proof is in the pudding, as they say, that there's been lie after lie, and now they're coming out. Uh, 9-11, how about that one? The one that or nobody wants to touch that, except for guys like Alex Jones and Steve Quayle and me. Who did it, really? How did it happen, Really? All the other things down through the years. We know World War I got trumped into by the death of the Arch, uh, Archduke Ferdinand. And that kicked it all off. Who's the new Archduke? Is it going to be Zelensky? You have to do your historic research on these things. We knew that Yamamoto was on his way to Pearl Harbor. So... The good ships we had were out, and the old rusty hulks were left behind. And 3,000 sailors and soldiers died. Still defending their ships that they were assigned to. But the good ones we got out of the port before it happened. And they knew it was coming. There's books that have been written on it. There's articles over the decades that have been written that we could have taken out the the Japanese uh, flock of aircraft coming our way, but we didn't. We just let it happen. 
Why? Because we needed our way in to World War II. Instead of just being benevolent and saying, guess what, Europe, we're coming to help you. That would have been fine, I think, with most people. But we allowed death and destruction to happen first. So we have a, a pure path in all of history until all the truth starts to come out. Vietnam and on and on and on. Agent Orange. The things that we've allowed to be done under the guise of the United States government to its own people. MK Ultra, Operation Monarch, Operation Mockingbird. These are things that anybody can look up, even on YouTube. The long videos that tell you all about the things History Channel has done exposés on. If they're lying about this thing, that you're catching them right in it, today right in your face what does that open back up do you still want to just take it and say oh no we wouldn't do these things we've done them and we're doing it again and we keep doing it putin they say will be a pariah on the world stage but if the truth gets out we aren't going to be much better if we last that long gas eight bucks a gallon okay great Anyway, till next time, this is Tom Richardson, Removing Confusion. Have a great day.